Section 16 of The Theory and Practice of Brewing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Stearns, Holly Springs, North Carolina. The Theory and Practice of Brewing by Michael Cumbrun. Section 16 of the heat of the air as it relates to the practical part of brewing in and about the city of london the most intense cold that has been observed is fourteen degrees and the greatest heat has made the thermometer rise in the shade to eighty nine within these limits are comprehended all the fermentable degrees and consequently those necessary for carrying on the process of brewing if the lowest degree proper for fermentation be forty and the highest eighty the medium of these two would at first sight appear to be the fittest for this purpose but the internal motion necessary to carry on fermentation excites a heat superior to the original state of the must by ten degrees hence if sixty degrees be the highest eligible heat a fermenting must should arise to fifty should be the highest for a wart to be let down at to begin this act which heat can only be obtained when that of the air is equal thereto so that it denotes the highest natural heat for beers and ales to be properly fermented with regard to the other extreme or the lowest heat however cold the air may be as the warts which form both beers and ales gain by boiling a degree greatly superior to any allowed of in fermentation it is constantly in the artist's power to adapt his words to a proper state the brewing season, then, may justly be esteemed all that part of the year in which the medium heat of the day is at or below fifty degrees. This, in our climate, is from the beginning of October to the middle of May, or thirty-two weeks, the most eligible period of time for brewing all kinds of beers. But, as many incidents often make it necessary to extend these limits, the only time for venturing to comply therewith is when the medium heat of the season is at fifty-five degrees by which six weeks more may be obtained but under these circumstances the quantity of beer brewed should be less that the warts may cool more readily by being thinner spread and to gain more time the brewing is best carried on with two warts only taking these precautions and beginning early in the morning the first wart by laying long enough in the coolers will towards evening be brought to a heat of fifty-five degrees the night in this season of the year being generally colder by ten or twelve degrees than the medium heat of the whole twenty-four hours the second wart may be reduced to a cold of forty-three degrees the mean of fifty-five and forty-three being forty-nine degrees would be the real heat of the warts in the tun and with ten degrees more the heat gained by fermentation still it would not reach sixty degrees the highest fermentable heat beers intended to preserve themselves long should arrive to but so near would it be to this and so little is the uniformity of the heat of the air to be relied on that necessity alone can justify the practice of brewing such drinks when the heat of the air is so high as fifty-five consequently where it exceeds this it should never be attempted as the extractions are made by heats far superior to any natural ones though the actual temperature of the air neither adds to nor diminishes from their strength yet it is to be known for the following reason the proper heat given to the mash is by means of cold added to boiling water and cold water generally is of no other heat 
than that of the air itself. Indeed, when the cold is so intense as to occasion a frost, and to change water into ice, that which is then used for brewing, mostly being drawn from deep wells, or places where frost never or but seldom takes place, may be estimated at thirty-five degrees, and this will be sufficiently exact. The following table shews the temperature of the air for every season in the year, and confirms what I have just now said concerning the season proper for brewing, and the actual heat of the water. It was deduced from many years' observations, made with very accurate instruments at eight o'clock in the morning, the time in which the heat is supposed to be the medium of that of the whole day. A table showing the medium heat for every season of the year in and about London, deduced from observations made from 1753 to 1765, at eight o'clock each morning. January 1st to 15th, 36.38 degrees. January 15th through 31st, 34.97 degrees. February 1st to 14th, 35.51 degrees. February 14th to 28th, 38.11 degrees. March 1st to 14th, 37.99 degrees. March 14th to 28th, 39.72 degrees. April 1st to 14th, 43.13 degrees. April 14th to 28th, 46.4 degrees. May 1st to 14th, 49.5 degrees. May 14th to 28th, 55.67 degrees. June 1st to 14th, 57.2 degrees. June 14th to 28th, 59.14 degrees. July 1st to 15th, 60.52 degrees. July 15th to 31st, 34.97 degrees. August 1st to 15th, 59.89 degrees. August 15th to 31st, 38.48 degrees. September 1st to 15th, 55.17 degrees. September 15th to 31st, 54.13 degrees. October 1st to 15th, 48.66 degrees. October 15th to 31st, 46.72 degrees. November 1st to 15th, 42.26 degrees. November 15th to 31st, 39.40 degrees. December 1st to 15th, 38.61 degrees. December 15th to 31st, 37.54 degrees. To ascertain the authority of this table, and to make it useful to several purposes, I have carried to decimals the mean numbers resulting from my observations. But such an exactness has been found in the practice of brewing to be more troublesome than necessary. I have therefore constructed another table, similar to the former, but where the fractions are omitted, and the whole numbers carried on from five to five. The heats of the latter end of October and beginning of November have here been set down rather higher than they really are, as at this time of the year the hops fit to brew with are old and weak, and I could not devise any means more easy to allow for their want of strength. A table, showing the medium heat of the air in and about London for every season of the year applicable to practice. January 1st to 15th, 35 degrees. January 15th to 31st, 35 degrees. February 1st to 14th, 
35 degrees. February 14th to 28th, 40 degrees. March 1st to 15th, 40 degrees. March 15th to 31st, 40 degrees. April 1st to 15th, 45 degrees. April 15th to 30th, 45 degrees. May 1st to 14th, 50 degrees. May 14th to 31st, 60 degrees. June 1st to 14th, 60 degrees. June 14th to 28th, 60 degrees. July 1st to 15th, 60 degrees. July 15th to 31st, 60 degrees. August 1st to 15th, 60 degrees. August 15th to 31st, 60 degrees. September 1st to 15th, 55 degrees. September 15th to 30th, 55 degrees. October 1st to 15th, 50 degrees. October 15th to 31st, 50 degrees. November 1st to 15th, 45 degrees. November 15th to 31st, 40 degrees. December 1st to 15th, 35 degrees. December 15th to 31st, 35 degrees. As nothing is so inconsistent as the heat of the air, we are not to be surprised when it deviates from the progression specified in the table. The flowing water used in the brewery at the coldest seasons we have fixed at 35 degrees, and the highest heat in the air to carry on the process for beers brewed for long keeping at 55 degrees. The length proper to be drawn, or the quantity of beer to be made from each quarter of malt being fixed, the brewer at any time has it in his power to make calculations for brewings, supposing the mean heat of the air to be at 35, at 40, at 45, at 50, and even at any degree of heat whatever, so as never to be unprovided for any season. Water, being a body more dense than air, requires some time to receive the impressions either of heat or cold, for which reason the medium heat of the shade of the preceding day will most conveniently govern this part of the process, unless some very extraordinary change should happen in the atmosphere. This must make the business of the artist in this respect very easy, as in the course of his practice he will have only to correct the little changes that occasional incidents give rise to, and the calculations will answer all his purposes so long as the lengths of beer to be brewed from the same quantity of malt remain unaltered, and with very little variation and trouble, when the copper is employed, by being changed, are of different dimensions. The best method to know the true heat of cold water would be to keep a very accurate and distinct thermometer in the liquor back, but as this, in every place, is not to be expected, and inaccuracies must arise from a change in the air to prevent their consequences in practice, we must have recourse to experience. This has taught us that a difference of eight degrees between the actual heat of the water and that from which the brewing was computed will produce, in the first extract, a difference of four degrees. Most brewers' coppers, though they vary in their dimensions, are generally made in proportions nearly uniform. The effect of one inch of cold water, more or less, will therefore nearly answer alike, that is, it will alter the heat of the tap by four degrees. But this will only hold good in such cases where the water is in the same proportion to the volume of the grist. In brewing brown beers, or porter, three warts are generally made. The extracts, therefore, must be of different lengths from what they are in beers brewed at two warts only.
In this case, the quantity of water for the first wort is less than it otherwise would be, and what must be allowed for the first mash to wet the malt is so much as to occasion the second, or piece liquor, to be proportionately less also, as it is of great consequence. If the first tap doth not answer to its proper degree, that the second should be brought to such a heat as to make up the medium of the first and second extracts, the second, or piece liquor, by reason of its shortness, is more conveniently and more exactly tempered in the little copper, and one inch cooling in is in this case found, both by calculation and experience, to occasion a difference of one degree of heat only in the mash. One of the principal attentions in forming beers and ales of any sort whatever is that they may come to the most perfect state at the time they are intended to be used. Common small beer is required to be in order from one to four weeks, and as it is impossible to prejudge the accidental variations, as to heat and cold, that may happen at any one season of the year, it is rational to act up to what a long experience has shown is to be expected, and to mix such quantity of cold water with that which is made to come to evolution, as to bring the extract to the degree fixed for each particular season. Let the heat at the time of brewing vary therefrom in any degree whatever. In treating on the subject of air in the former part of this work, I observed the effect it had in penetrating the parts of the malt, or in the technical term used by brewers in slacking it. As such is the case, when the grain is entire and whole, it is most so when ground, and experience teaches us, when malt has been about twenty-four hours from the mill, the dampness it has imbibed is equal to half an inch more of cold water added to that which is to be made to boil for the first liquor, and produces therefore a diminution of four degrees in the heat of the tap. An effect somewhat resembling this is caused by the impression of the air on the utensils of a brewhouse, which are not daily used. The heat received from a foregoing process has expanded their pores, and rendered them more susceptible of cold and moisture. From this circumstance, the heat of the first mash will be affected in a proportion equal to half an inch less cooling in, or in the space of twenty-four hours, to four degrees of heat. The time of the day in which the first extract is made becomes another consideration. For as eight o'clock in the morning is the time of the medium heat in the whole twenty-four hours, the other hours will give different degrees. When a first mash is made about four o'clock in the morning, the following table shews the difference between the heat at four and eight. That of the other hours, in the like case, may be learned by observation. It has been observed that in the cold months, from the sun's power being less, the heat of the day and night are more uniform, and also that the coldest part of the twenty-four hours is about half an hour, or an hour before sunrising. I have judged it convenient to place in the same table the several incidents affecting the first extract. Incidents occasioned by the air affecting the heat of the first extract, to be noticed more particularly when small beer is brewed, as the quantity of water is then greatest, and the mash more susceptible of its impressions. Morning at four o'clock, colder by so many degrees than at eight o'clock in the morning, January, zero degrees, February, zero degrees, March, two degrees. Utensils for want of being used in 24 hours lose four degrees of heat, equal to half an inch of cold water. April, four degrees, May, six degrees, June, eight degrees. Malt, which has been ground 24 hours, imbibes moisture equivalent to half an inch, which lessens the heat by four degrees. July, 10 degrees, August, eight degrees, September, six degrees. 
the difference between the actual heat of the air and that naturally expected is to be allowed in proportion of eight degrees to one inch cooling in. October, four degrees. November, two degrees. December, zero degrees. Malts, from having been long kept or old, become considerably slacked. Before we quit the subject, it may not be improper to observe that in the hottest season and in the hottest part of the day, the differences between the heat of the air and the shade and that in the sun's beams in and about London is nearly 16 degrees, and also that cellars or repositories for beers are, in winter, generally hotter by 10 degrees than the external air, and in summer, colder by 5. End of section 16. Recording by Jennifer Stearns. Holly Springs, North Carolina.